All right. Good morning, Roberts Rockstars, Patent Powerhouse, Any Avengers, Dr. Phil's, Doctors. I don't know what y'all call yourselves yet. <laughs> oh, shoot. Today is Wednesday, February 27th, and this is a We Build Brighter's Future calls. Uh, my name is Caleb Law, and just a little about myself real quick. I was brought into this business by the wonderful and loving Kelly Haney. Um, she and I worked together whenever she found the business at a car dealership. We was working really, really long hours. We did not like it too much. Um, so we got started. Um, come May, it will actually be my third year mark for signing up with the Alliance but that won't be my third year mark for working full-time with the Alliance. And I'll kind of go over that a little bit as I go through the eight steps to success book um, and get in my phone script. So I did not start working right away. Um, the main thing is I wasn't doing any of the eight steps. When I was working at the dealership, I was barely doing enough to get by while I was working at the dealership. And I think if I would have started doing these eight steps sooner, I probably would have left that a lot sooner. So I know once I did start reading this, once I did finish it, it prompted me to leave the dealership a lot quicker. Um, I remember about six months in, no, actually, it was probably close to a year. Me and Paul had a conversation out in front of the patio um, of the Doubletree Hotel in San Antonio, and he asked me what I was reading. And, of course, you know, like everybody else says, yo, yeah, I'm reading the Eight Steps of Success. You know, at that time, the Circle of You book hadn't come out. And, of course, the new one, House of Values and Behaviors, hasn't come out either. So he's like, awesome, what what um." what chapter are you on? I'm like, well, I don't know what chapter I'm on, but I think it's for personal use. He's like, what chapter is that? I was like, I don't know. I think it's somewhere like four or five. He's, and, you know, Paul's read it. So he's like, I think that's chapter one. And I was like, oh, shoot, is that chapter one? And he's like, what page are you on? I was like, I don't know, probably two or three pages in the chapter. And like, he's like, go home, read the book. And let's figure out what you're doing here. So I actually went home, started reading, and I actually did start reading chapter number one. Now, when I told him I was reading, I just knew that that was the name of one of the chapters, so that's what I told him. And chapter one is personal use. Um, now, I actually already did personal use by the time that conversation took place. Um, personal use, it's it's kind of hard to direct your clients towards buying life insurance if you yourself do not have life insurance. Um, I know Andy Albright right now is big on us all having IULs on ourselves because it's going to be really hard for anybody to try to sell an IUL if you don't have it on yourself already also. Um, you are your biggest critique. So if you can't even sell yourself a policy, what makes you think that you're going to be able to sell another person a policy? Um, same goes anything in life. Uh, when I was working at a dealership, I kind of already had that mentality of personal use. 
we were doing services for all the vehicles, and I did do all the services on myself, on my own truck. But took it to one step further when I got here to the Alliance. Um, I'm going to skip Chapter 2 for now. I'll come back to that one. So that's kind of the order I read the book. I didn't even read Chapter 2 in order. Chapter 3 was Listen. Um, that's that's pretty big. You know, you got to be able to listen. And being a good listener means you just shut your mouth. Don't say anything. Don't have an opinion about what the other person's saying. Um, God gave you two ears and one mouth. Which one should you be using more of? The one that has more. That's um, my personal opinion. Don't interrupt people when they are talking. Sit down, you know, just maintain eye contact and acknowledge his words. Definitely don't have your phone out when you're with anybody trying to get to know them. Um, just learn the surroundings. And the biggest thing is you definitely want to listen while you're selling, selling the opportunity or selling the um, insurance. If you don't know why your client wants this product, you will never be able to sell it. If you're not um, understanding their position and their understanding of the product, you won't ever sell it. So you have to understand where they're coming from to be able to talk their language. Um, the other thing is listen to books. I know um, I do have an audiobook app, and I listen to books whenever I drive long distances, like going to Houston or driving up to Dallas to go see Paul's office. And just make your car a rolling university is what we say. Make sure you're constantly listening. I listen to stuff um, to get my mind right for dialing. I'll, I'll listen to Tim Goad's affirmations before I even start dialing just to get my mind right. Um, also in the car, I like to listen to Stephen, Pastor Stephen Furtick. Um, sometimes I'll pull up old YouTube videos of Tim Goad and Gay just talking out of G5 Ranch. I pull up some of these WBF calls from the wonderful podcast that Trina's created. Um, you can listen to a multitude of things, not even including all the Alliance media stuff. Number five was attend all the meetings. Actually, yeah, I skipped, I skipped number four. Whoops. Number four is actually read. The big thing I didn't want to do and Paul caught me doing, not doing. Um, you, you have to get fired up to read, guys. It's not something that most people are very willing to do on their own. I know I wasn't. Just mainly because I don't, sometimes I don't understand what I read. I'm one of those readers where I could read a whole chapter on autopilot and then at the end of the chapter and turn the page and I'm like, what did I just read? So I have to go reread the whole thing. But you should be reading books, rereading books. I highlight all my books right now. The book I'm reading is called um, 
Outwit and the Devil. It's a wonderful book that uh, Paul directed me to go read right now. And that is a... Um, that's definitely one you have to reread a few pages at a time to understand what he's trying to say. But in case, once you get through reading the eight steps to, to success, there's a whole other four or five pages of books that Andy thinks you, we should be reading to be successful in this business. Uh, I know we've all heard Paul say it in hotspots. There's something powerful in books. Um, slaves would have not been allowed to read them if there wasn't anything powerful. Um, Hitler wouldn't have burned all the books because there was stuff powerful in them. So there must be some good in these books. That's why people risk their lives trying to read them back in the day. And I was fired up for the first book I ever read outside of high school, and that was The Eight Steps to Success, just whenever I got finished. Um, now we're back on step five. Attend all the meetings. Now, um, those of you that know me and have seen me through the whole journey here in the Alliance, you know that I didn't get started right away. You know that I was coming to the meetings, um, wasn't selling nothing, but I just I just liked the atmosphere. It was a good good hideaway for me sometimes. Um I think if it wasn't for the local San Antonio hotspot, I probably would not be here today. So these meetings are crucial. Um maybe you're having an awesome week. You don't know who in the room's having a bad week that may need to see your smile. Maybe you have a terrible week and you just need to go there to get inspiration, get inspired again. I know that eventually I, I was the latter for about a year and a half. Then there was a guy that came in, brand new, like his first month, nothing but nine, ten, fifteen thousand, twelve thousand weeks. And I was like, all right, if that joker can do it, I can do it too. What have I been doing for a year and a half? Like I finally made the decision. And I was real competitive back then too, still am today. And I finally made the decision, let's go do something. So I believe the attend all meetings is probably the most important step. And I, I was already doing it for that whole year and a half that I was not doing anything with the Alliance. I was attending all the hotspots. I attended the convention. Um, and I didn't even know that was one of the eight steps of success. Number six is be teachable. Um, I usually play football, so I usually say coachable, be, be coachable. You just got to be able to be open for critique. I know we never like being told what we're doing wrong. I'm guilty of that, too. Whenever Kelly or Paul or anybody else tells me what I'm doing wrong, I'm like, no. And when I was new to the business, I was very, very teachable. And I just want to say that as I got more knowledgeable of the products, my teachableness probably went down. I think Kelly's about to text me and tell me that's true. But I, I had to re-humble myself 
And there was about a year and a half in, whenever Paul did finally tell me to read the book, that I was finally, I read this and I was like, oh my God, I forgot how to be teachable. I forgot how to learn to lose, you know, learn from your own failures. Learn as you go. You have to, it's a constant learning process with this company. Um, as Paul says in Hot Spots, don't try to learn everything all at once. He didn't try, and he's still learning. So it would take him 14 years, or anybody at that matter, to get going. That's the point he's at right now. Um, chapter number seven is be accountable. I think this is a really important step for anybody in life, um, just to be accountable for what you say you're going to do. Sometimes every 90 days I like to set a challenge for myself and still maintain what else I was doing before, but focus in the areas I wasn't succeeding at. Um, right now I'm, I'm focusing more on recruiting and building better relationships with people than Last year, I was focused more on personal sales and doing that sort of stuff. So, And I, I was always meeting my goals. You always have to set goals and tell the world what your goals are. Um, you see Jenny Patel very awesome at this. She will always announce her goals on band, no matter what her day looks like. It could have been a... 10 appointment no-show weekends looks at zero sales, but she will still put on there each week. I'm top 10 ELA in the Alliance. I'm going to Alaska 2020. She always speaks what she's going to say, and that makes everybody else hold her accountable. And I do the same thing with Kelly and Paul. I tell them what I'm going to do, and so they can hold me accountable. Um, chapter number eight, just communicate with a positive mental attitude. Um, that's kind of a big one, in my opinion. love how Andy quotes Cool Hand Luke in it, but if, if you're not positive, nothing's going to go right. You're always going to find a way... Um, to let everybody else know how you feel when they, when you're negative. You're always going to let everybody know how bad you're doing. You're going to let everybody else know how bad you have it at home. Um, and this business is a law of attraction. Sometimes you will, you will find people that you are like to come in this business when you start recruiting. We were talking about this yesterday in the Austin Hotspot for training, the law of attractions. You will recruit people that are like you. So would you rather have a bunch of negative Nancy's on your team? I'm not saying Nancy Soto's negative. We love Nancy. But would you want a bunch of negative Nancy's or would you want a bunch of positive, uplifting people on your team? Speak the way you are and change the way you think, and that way you can do that. Dress better. Um, 
enunciate better. That's one thing I've overcome since I got started. And I think it wasn't until I finally went back and read Chapter 2, which we all know is a work, that I actually started to implement everything I knew about this book into the world of the Alliance. I was working um, hard. I wasn't working smart at all. I was all over the place, didn't have a schedule. I think if it I always have to keep my schedule. If I don't have a schedule, I am all over the place. And that's true to today. Like, for instance, after I hang up with this call, I am going to go work out, come back, make recruiting dials, and watch CWC. And usually Wednesday afternoons, make a few more recruiting dials and kind of get my leads together. That's just my Wednesday routine. Um, I have it down where I don't have to write it down anymore because I know what I'm going to be doing each day of the week. That's something that I started doing real heavily last um, February, March time frame. And by the time I looked up, it was April, May, June. And I was so accustomed to that schedule that I was just going to the office every day um, didn't have to set an alarm to wake up anymore. I was just there before Kelly got there working um, and just took off from there. Once you find your schedule and you fill in that downtime, because we've all been there, you, you may say you're working, you dialed for two hours, but if you dialed for 30 minutes, got bored and pulled out Facebook, you really didn't work for two hours. You may work for 20 minutes here, 15 minutes here, 30 minutes here, but you really didn't work. You have to fill in that boring time with active, um, good stuff. All right, guys, I'm going to get into the phone script. Um, my phone script is pretty basic. Um, I think I heard... Um, Kelly said this the other day to somebody when she was describing her phone script. I'm going to steal the same thing. It's basically when you're looking at the NAA University page, it's it's Paul Menachino's phone script, but real, real minimized. I think mine's even more minimal than hers is in that aspect. But as far as, like, mortgage protection goes, um, Sam calling Kelly. I'll be like, hey, Kaylee. She said, yes. Hey, Kaylee, my name is Caleb. I was just getting back with you about that form you filled out. Um, wanted some information on mortgage protection. I'm coming down to your area from Austin this week, and I was wanting to know what day would work better for you for me to drop this off and go over with you, either Friday or Saturday. She would answer Friday or Saturday, or what's this? I'll kind of go over objections here in a minute. But she says Saturday. Okay, awesome. Morning or afternoon? Morning. Okay, awesome. I got a 9 o'clock or a uh, oh, 10, 15. Which one works better? And then she'll say 10, 15. I would then say, awesome, you're still on 123 Main Street and um, Nameless, Texas. You know, seven eight one one one. I don't know. And then go into, all right, is your 
house? Is that like a, a brick house? Is it um rock house? Like, what does it look like? Just so I know I'm looking for in case GPS spells me. I kind of make a joke about GPS not working. And usually, probably half the time, they'll just tell me what color the house is. The other half of the time, they'll ask me what direction I'm coming from. And then they'll go into telling me how to get there turn by turn. And I love those people because they know for a fact I'm coming to their house because they're giving me directions to their house. Whenever they start giving me directions, I I try to get off the phone as fast as possible. I'll confirm what car is in the driveway. But at that point, my job by confirming what the house looks like and confirming where I'm going is to make sure they do understand I'm coming to their house. As soon as they start giving me directions to their house, they know I'm going to be there. If she just says brick house, awesome. Is that is the number of the house on the house or is it a mailbox on the sidewalk? Where is that at? She'll answer that question. She may say all three. And awesome. One last thing, I'll be I'll be driving a gray Dodge pickup truck. What vehicle will you be in? And then, um, like, what vehicle will be in the driveway, I mean? And she'll say, you know, a little white Nissan will be in the driveway parked next to a Ford Excursion. Okay, awesome. And I'll write that on the lead. That way I know, because when you're getting close to a house, it's hard to look for the little numbers. But if you see the two types of cars that are supposed to be in the driveway, you know automatically what house it is. So it's a lot easier. Um, I'll kind of go over tomorrow what we do from from getting ready for the appointment to pulling up to the appointment. But that's my phone script in a nutshell. I really don't deviate from it very much at all. For final expense, it's just as simple. Um, say I'm calling Bob up this time. Hey, Bob. He's like, hello. Hey, Bob, I'm just getting back with you about that little postcard you filled out and sent back to us, um, requesting some information on uh, the tax-free death benefit through the state of Texas. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, my job is to get that information out to you. And uh, I'm coming down from our office in Austin to bring this information out to people. What uh what day looks better for you, Friday or Saturday? And I will say it just like that with the ums, the pauses, but not enough pause so they can talk. But I, I sound like that. That way it doesn't sound scripted. I I know what I'm saying, and I do know where I'm saying ums. I was talking with Chris Gordon the other day when we were dialing, and he was listening to me. And he did mention something about me always saying um or having the filler word in the exact same spot every single time I say it. I think just my subconscious started doing it because I remember Kelly Haney drilling it into my head, do not sound like a telemarketer, do not sound like a telemarketer, it's okay to make mistakes. So I think I finally implemented those mistakes into my phone script. And then... um from there, Bob will tell me the same thing, just like I did with the mortgage section, confirm the house, confirm the time, 
make sure he's going to be there. A lot of times, um, I kind of go over objections. These are kind of universal objections. But say somebody says, I, I don't remember doing that. Don't say no worries. Um, don't try to remind them. What I usually do is, okay, well, this is Bob Smith, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And you're at 123 Main Street? Yeah. And if it's a mortgage protection lead, you know, you have your height, weight, and your birthday on there. So I'm like, hey, you're you're 5'9", 150, born 1157, right? And he's like, yeah, how did you get that information? Well, it looks like it's your handwriting, and you filled it out here, and you, you sent it back to us through the mail. And I'll kind of jog their memory that way, because as soon as you get to that all-important height and weight on the mortgage protection lead, they will remember what you're talking about um, probably 70% of the time. The other ones, they won't ever remember it. And usually how I get around that is, hey, no problem. I just got to get this out to you. Um, get the phone call stopped. What time are you going to be there um, Friday after you get off work? What time do you get off work? And I'll just I'll go into directing them to a specific day and time. Well, I work till 10 o'clock at night. Okay, shoot. What um what time do you go in Friday? And they'll tell me what time I go in. Say if they go in at nine, I'll like okay. Well, can I be there by 7:30 in the morning? You up by then? Yeah. Okay. And then I'll set the time that way. Or if they say Friday's not good at all, I'll ask them finally. Okay, what day is your Saturday look like? And they'll tell me what Saturday looks like. As far as um, the objection goes, I'm not interested. I love that objection because I don't know how to say it. I'm very straightforward when it comes to the phone script. If they say they're not interested, I will say, awesome. I'm not either. My job is just to get this out to you. And it kind of takes them back. They're like, whoa, this guy is not a telemarketer because usually telemarketers are really, you know, they're into what they're saying. And I'm like, hey, I'm not interested either. I just got to get this out to you. What what times your Saturday look like so I can get this out to you? And they'll usually tell me by that point. Um, probably 10 to 15% of people don't ever actually tell me they're still not interested or they hang up. That's perfectly okay. Go get hung up on. Matter of fact, you should probably get hung up on um, two, three hundred times before you even start getting used to the phone scripts. Um, the one last objection I get a lot, a lot of the time, is I lost my train of thought now. The other objection I get a lot is I don't really um, want it, just send it out through the mail. And usually with that one, I will say, awesome. Um, depending on how the conversation is going, if it sounds like a very straightforward type person, I will say this. 
no worries. I just got to verify your height and weight. Um, my company requires me to make sure you're not like a thousand pounds and hooked to a wall. And you're not strapped to a wheelchair or using oxygen. They're like, no, that's not me. Just send it through the mail. No worries. I still got to do it. That's company company rules. Now, it's a little bit more person that's asking me questions, um, not just your everyday questions, but more like intelligent beaver type questions, like questions I would ask. I will tell them, hey, due to HIPAA regulations, I legally cannot go over this with you over the phone or drop it off in the mail. I need to verify your identity to make sure I'm talking to the right person. And usually when you have a analytical type person, they will get that and they will they will drop all guard at that point. Um, that's probably the easiest one for me to overcome because I am a beaver. I am very analytical, so I can speak that language um, very, very fast. I can I can switch my tone from very golden retriever or very very friendly to very analytical really quickly. Um, so as far as that goes, that's that's easiest for me to overcome. Um, if you guys want to try that out this week, let me know how it works for you. If you feel that you do have an analytical person on the phone, let me know. Let's see how it works for you. I would love to get feedback about that. Um, all right, guys. If you have any questions about my phone skirt, please feel free to text me, call me. I would love to answer any questions. Looks like we're a little bit over on time right now. Tomorrow I will be doing my ATM presentation um, as far as what I do and say in the home. It's very much like everybody else does. I don't deviate too much from that part. But I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Um, thanks for dialing in listening to me this morning. All right, guys. I'm going to go work out. Y'all have a good one.